Hi, everybody. I'm Heather, and Trish and I, two 20-year size 6 career fit models, are writing a book to share our tips to help you find your own version of perfect. While we edit our book, we're doing podcasts, and today we are interviewing Carrie Davis, Transcendental Meditation Instructor. I met Carrie exactly 20 years ago. TM was a gift I gave myself for my 30th birthday, and so it was August of 2000 when I walked into the TM Center I met Carrie and he taught me how to meditate and I've been doing it twice a day, every day, ever since. Carrie, we are so happy to have you here with us and Trish is really interested to learn more and we'll take it from here. Hi. Heather, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we so appreciate you being willing to help us help our audience find their right fit when it comes to health and wellness. Um, the reason that Heather and I started inviting guests is so that we could not only share our own passions and what works for us, but also to start sharing other people's passions around health and fitness and their knowledge. Um, and honestly, it's a great way for us to learn new ways to care for ourselves too. So just a, a, a little, little bit of um, extra something in there for us too, I guess. Uh, but transcendental meditation, it's something I've heard of and I'm aware exists, but I don't know much about it beyond that. So. Uh, could you please start by just sharing what Transcendental med Meditation is, who it's good for, and how it helps? Sure, Trish, and thank you also so much for I'm delighted to be on this podcast with, with you and Heather. Uh, the TM technique, as it's usually referred to, is a simple mental technique, a method of meditation, and in terms of a definition, I'd really say it's there's a number of things that make it exceptional. And I'll just mention three of them that I think are most important. And the first one is that the technique itself, what you actually do when you sit down and close your eyes with this method of meditation is natural. It's not some kind of concentration or control of the mind that can be very difficult to do and would vary a lot from person to person according to how good you are at concentrating, for instance. Rather, with TM, you have a, a mental technique that works with the mind as it's already working. And that means that thoughts come and go. So in this meditation, thoughts are not the enemy. You don't have to sit down and try to stop thinking, which as far as I know, no one can do. And it's not a way of, you know, there's so many meditation techniques in the marketplace these days. And uh, meditation is not a, you know, it's not a competitive sport. I'm not here to, to say that, that, uh, you know, TM is great and other methods um, aren't as good or anything in that direction. Different techniques have uh, different outcomes. They're practiced in different ways and they, they produce different results. But in terms of TM, the thing that I think makes it so appealing when you look into it is that it works without you trying to make it work which I know sounds funny, but actually the, the meditator's responsibility with this procedure 
is simply to show up for the appointment, to make time in your day, and ideally um, twice a day, for adults, 15 to 20 minutes is recommended, and to sit, to have um, as much as possible a space and time that is protected for yourself in this way. But then once you close your eyes and begin the technique, Trish, it really is effortless. Hmm. And Car Car well, Carrie, sure. one of the things that uh, I love that I heard Maharishi say on one of uh, the, the lectures that you had taped and let us watch, um, he hmm. said something to the effect of, you know, you're hungry, you find a table, you're tired, you find a bed. So yes. just simply find a seat, you know, find a seat, <laughs> you can do it. Like, you that's know, great. I, I liked that thought. Yeah, no, and, and it is, that's wonderful because it really, TM is completely portable. Wherever mm -hmm. you are that you can sit down comfortably, you can be traveling and in the waiting area of an airport and they're announcing flights overhead and people are walking by and with this, you can close your eyes and transcend just fine on the airplane and, uh, you know, in, in a hotel room, in a alcove of a hotel lobby, any, any place that you are that you can sit comfortably. So it's, it's a good point. So that's the first thing, that, that TM is universal. It doesn't depend on any of the things that make us different as individual, like, like education. You know, whether a person has a PhD or they didn't finish high school, they can, they can, those two people can meditate equally well with the TM technique. The second thing, so this naturalness, um, the second thing is that during meditation, the, the scientific research, the published research, shows that the meditator experiences a unique state of restful alertness. So the whole mind-body system gets profoundly rested, measured by breath rate, heart rate, um, certain biochemical markers like cortisol levels and uh, brainwave patterns, all that are, that, that are indicative of uh, extremely deep rest, but coupled with heightened awareness. So at the same time that the mind and body are deeply rested, the mind is awake and alert. And, and actually the EEG tracings show that, that during TM, the mind is functioning, the brain is functioning in a more orderly, uh, the researchers say coherent way. And that restful alertness during meditation comes with you to some degree after meditation. So you're more restful, relaxed, calm, settled, together with being more alert and awake. So your awareness is more comprehensive, you can think more clearly, and life goes better. Just that, that practical kind of nuts and bolts, restful alertness during meditation and more uh, calmness and, and awakeness after meditation. So far, so good. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you say is one misconception that people think they know about meditation or a transcendental meditation specifically that uh, maybe 
isn't exactly true or, or something that, that you wish people did know about it? Sure. Um, I think, Trish, that honestly, if I could wave a wand and suddenly the whole world's population would know one, one thing uh, that would, uh, I think, incline a lot more people to um, start the practice of TM. That thing would be uh, that human potential is literally unbounded. That every human being, no matter what their age is, what their background, their religious or not religious beliefs, their outlook on life, what they what they want to achieve in life, all those all those differences, that if every, that if everyone in the world had a a really clear perception, a really clear understanding of their own inner potential, the energy, the, the creative intelligence, the organizing power, love, harmony that exist deep within them in a real way. If, if, we, if, we, if our education system beginning with kindergarten, it taught in an age appropriate way, every student, that your inner life is unbounded and that your potential to accomplish what you set out to accomplish and to be happy to enjoy doing that, that that is, that that is a God-given possibility in your life. Then, then everybody in their own ways, and not everybody would choose TM. You know, there are lots of ways up the mountain. But if mm -hmm. that knowledge, if that knowledge that, that human potential is really something dignified, exalted, enormous, then the choices that we make in life, in addition to getting education for a career and for making uh, making a good income, which of course is important and the material level of life has to be taken care of. But if we had a clear understanding that our inner potential is really a treasury, mm -hmm. then there would be there would be a lot more attention um, given to that, and TM would be one of the things that some percentage of people um, would seek out because, again, the, the research is is so um, mm -hmm. so strong. So tell me, Carrie, I'm not sure. Like I don't currently meditate on a regular basis myself. Um, I'm still not 100% clear. How is transcendental meditation different from other types of meditation? Good. It's, it's such an important question. And it is, it's, uh, it's a, um, it's such a, it's such an interesting territory, this, our subjectivity, our inner life. And Trish, one of the, one of the models, one of the, one of the comparisons that's often used to explain the question that you're asking is that our, 
mental potential, our mind, is like an ocean. And on the surface, just like with the ocean, on the surface, there are waves that are constantly changing. And that's our conscious surface thinking. But just like with the ocean, those waves arise from an essentially infinite body of water that, that supports the waves. It's, it's the source of the waves. So if you take that, if you take that image and you think, okay, my conscious surface thinking, where you and I are engaged in thinking and talking right now, surface conscious thinking, but that below that, transcendental, which just means beyond, beyond that surface level is an ocean of consciousness. And the TM technique, and then I'll circle back to your question about how is this different from other methods of meditation. The TM technique is to allow that surf, those surface waves of thinking to quiet and settle and settle until they settle down onto that ocean of consciousness. And then the wave recognizes, oh, my status, my, my real existence is something much greater, much more expanded than I realized when I was up acting as a wave. It's coming home to that level of yourself that's already there, but gets covered over by stress or fatigue, anxiety, all these things that keep the surface mind active and focused outward. And TM is just a way of turning your attention inward so that the conscious mind, while remaining awake and alert, can quiet, 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 and then have the direct experience of its own inner nature, which is like the ocean, infinite, unbounded. Is that helpful, that image? It's, it is helpful, definitely, in understanding what transcendental meditation is. I guess I just don't understand why different types of meditation. How well, I think also, Trish, do you mean like, um, for instance, for TM, you sit down, you have a mantra, so uh, you have a mantra that, that Carrie or a different instructor would give to you. You have that mantra and you repeat the mantra over and over for about 20 minutes. And there's a, there's a beginning and an end as well. Is that kind of the question that you were talking about? The actual Carrie, Yeah, the, 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 the process, like the actual meditation, like the process of. And Carrie, you can explain it better than I can. But I think that's... Heather, I think that's, it's really helpful. And, and mm -hmm. TM is... TM does utilize a mantra as a vehicle for the meditation, but the, the way that you use the mantra with, in this meditation is natural. That is, it doesn't involve force or control, as I said earlier, trying to stop thinking or trying to get a vice grip on the mantra to, uh, to uh, resist noise or memories or other mental content. Now, the actual way that you use the mantra is it's it's delicate and it's taught in a in a specific course. Is that does that get us a step closer? Yes, I'm assuming that in saying that that's not what transcendental meditation is, that other types of meditation are that they. Yes, many many of them involve focusing your attention in a rigorous way 
Mm. Whether it's on a mantra, it could be on your breath, or it could be on a, um, a, a, a geometric image like a mandala, or okay. it, it, you know, it. But the thing with going back to our wave and ocean analogy, those kinds of techniques, which really you really put your finger on what many, many other techniques of meditation do, and that is they try to control the waves on the surface. So if the waves represent thoughts, I'm going to say most other meditation techniques, to one degree or another, try to train the mind to control those waves. And that's a very difficult process. And okay. it's, it's more now. Good. Yeah, I think that's the piece I was missing. I wasn't quite understanding exactly what transcendental meditation was, but more specifically how it differed from other types. And well, now Carrie, I have a clearer picture. Carrie's oh, really man. good at a, at a TM intro talk. He, he has a, you know, a whiteboard with a Sharpie, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he can, he, he's really good with the visuals too. So if you, if you're ever, you know, if any, especially if any of you listeners do, you know, want more information, it's great to actually go to a TM intro and actually, you know, see visually kind of what they talk about as they, at least it's easier for me to grasp uh -huh. it that way as well. So. Well, I'm really curious, where do you teach Carrie and outside of like actually going to a class, are there other ways to learn TM and, and how, how to do TM? We, we have a center and it's in the, the new gravity project, which is uh, a new mixed use development right on the ed West edge of uh, downtown. It's uh on 480 West Broad Street, just uh, west of the new Vets Memorial. Oh. And it's, uh, as I say, a new development just in that part of Franklinton where a lot of art galleries and coffee houses, brew pubs are sprouting up. It's a really cool space. That's I love it. great to hear yeah. that that area is developing with um, things that can really help people's lives like this. Yes, it's really, it's really getting a boost. And in terms of a, an introduction to TM, as you and Heather were mentioning, uh, we're doing those intro meetings these days uh, online, uh, Zoom, Zoom okay. meetings. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to uh, put on your mask and get in the car and, and mm -hmm. come over to our space, though it is, it is a great space. And when we finally get out of this pandemic, um, those intro meetings can be a lot of fun. They're open and there's no obligation involved. But learning the technique itself, there's, there's a, a, a wealth of information out there. A couple of New York Times bestsellers uh, in, over the last few years um, that'll give a good introduction to TM. But the technique itself, what you actually do when you sit down uh, to practice this is taught in a systematic course. And the reason it's taught that way is that TM works and, and the research bears this out. Mm -hmm. It really does produce a whole range of holistic benefits. So in some ways, I mean, it, it just some of the most important things in our lives, like waking up the brain, being more, having more clarity and a sharper memory and 
uh, better analysis and problem-solving ability. And those things are, are measurable objectively. And like that, having a calmer physiology, lower blood pressure, a, a lower concentration of stress hormones like cortisol. So, you know, when, when a person that's practicing TM says, you know, I feel like I'm more peaceful or calm and I feel like I'm getting more things done with less effort. It's not some kind of mood making or positive thinking, which some meditations encourage, you know, like affirmations, which can have their value, but it's a totally different thing to settle down to that level of yourself where those qualities are really available and then to come out of meditation and utilize them in your daily life. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. It, I, I hear what you're saying and I can see what you mean, like by really calming down your brain and um, therefore your, your body, that your, your whole body functions just slow down and relax. And I can see how that would leave someone feeling really peaceful and, and at ease. So thank you for explaining that. I uh, definitely want to look into it. And I think our, our listeners should look into it too and come and see you. Um, oh, Trish, <laughs> let me mention just as we're, we're wrapping up, does time allow just a couple of resources? Sure, absolutely. Oh, great. One is tm.org. That, web, that website gives a great overview of research, couple of uh, videos that just bring the whole thing into focus. And the other is a, a bestseller, uh, a New York Times bestseller from um, two years ago, 2018. And that book is Strength in Stillness oh. by Bob Roth. And just to, you know, for other... Um, for other introductions, those, um, those are two good ones. That's great. That that author's name is Bob Roth. I, and I immediately thought of Bob Ross, the painter. Who, I think that's his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. I love very, the like, peaceful. Zen yeah. And peaceful. Yeah. This is Roth. R O T H Roth. R O T H. Well, actually it's so funny. Cause I, I, you know, when, I've known Carrie for 20 years, like I said, and it's funny because so many of my, you know, my friends and family member have, don't know who Carrie is and haven't heard his voice. So I love that we just did this podcast so people can hear your energy because I've never told you this, but you actually remind me your voice is like Mr. Rogers to me. It's like, um, you know, it's like that call me every time I hear Carrie's voice, I just know it's going to be like good energy and, uh, and just a good experience of like being around you and hearing your, your calming uh, voices. Heather, I'm so happy thank that you for that. Share, I'm, so. I'm a big fan of Mr. Rogers. Oh, good. I'm glad you took it as a comment. I love him and I love Bob Ross as well. And Bob yeah. Ross and everybody. Uh, well, Carrie, thank you so much. You have been, uh, you know, such a huge influence in my life um, with TM. And I truly can't thank you enough for this podcast. And thank you all for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect podcast. Ask us questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear from us. And please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, our Instagram account at Heather and Trish. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Paid to Be Perfect. And remember, you're perfect.